And we are underway. From Rainbow Bay to Rainbow Beach to the Switch and everything in between. I'm going to have fun and you're going to have fun. You're a funny day. Go and have fun now. Your new local. You're going to love this place. It's the Rush Hour with Liesl Jones, Liam and Dobbo. Triple M's Rush Hour with Liesl Jones, Liam and Dobbo. Hello to our podcast family. Welcome back for a brand new week, Liesl Jones. Yes. No Dobbo today. No. Uh, he's, he's, he's completely fine. He's completely fine, but he's just not here today. Yeah. You, earlier on, as we were sitting in our studio, you were gazing out the window and yeah. our window looks over the river and, and directly across the road are three youth hostels. Yes, three backpackers. And you're fascinated by these you because you've never stayed in one. No, I never have. They don't call me Five Star Jones for no reason. <laughs> I can't say. Well, I've never done a gap year, so I have never had the opportunity. I was always competing, so I was always in hotels when I travelled overseas. And I never had a gap year to travel in hostels. That's not right. Why? You need the, you can't be 38 years of age and have never stayed in a youth hostel. Really? Well, I'm no. not doing it now after no, I've been in we, hotels. Well, okay, let me bed just... Bed bugs are a real issue right uh, now. Bed bugs aren't in every hostel. Well, let They're me, in Paris. Are they, are they <laughs> like... I, I've never been in an Olympic village. Oh, yes. That w- I'm assuming is, is it a, a cleaner. Is hostel-esque? Yes, it's a cleaner version because you share a room with somebody else. How many people do you share a room well, with? Well, it's an apartment, so one other person, but there's four rooms of two people. So there's eight people that live in an okay, apartment. Okay, and, and you, you share, share a bathroom? bathroom. Okay. Yeah, and there's like a little lounge room kitchen area. Yeah. Very hostel-like. Very hostel. I mean, no cooking of food or anything. Oh, okay. Like, you don't cook in the rooms because no. you have the dining hall. No. Did any of those? And we um, had cleaners. Did any of those people that you were sharing rooms with or sharing areas with audibly make friends? If that makes sense. No. Oh, you could do because it's right. the Olympic Games. Yep. You can have nighttime yep. friends. Um, some people can. Depends who you room with. If you've got someone that's similar to you, which mm. I always did, that wasn't an issue. Okay. No, well, I'm just trying to assess whether I'm you've had if, a hostel-like experience. Well, it's it's hostel-like. It's probably I. Don't know how clean hostels no. are. I have no idea, but if there hasn't been funny business going on in the bunk above your head, Liz, oh, where you haven't had the hostel I experience. I don't want that. No. Um, did any of your uh, roommates yeah. at the Olympics ever just throw up from a massive night oh, in the room no. next to you? No, no, they didn't. No, and then you haven't had a youth hostel experience. Okay. Uh, did didn't any of your belongings wear... get stolen from your your uh, room? I actually stole someone else's. Oh, so you have had a youth hostel experience. <laughs> I stole someone's uh, hair extensions and put them on other parts. <laughs> Down my pants. Lace! <laughs> so that's a hostel experience. I don't want to know that's how you attach bag. them, what you attach no, them to. No, it, it was not like. <laughs> I feel like we've opened so, a real door. So I'm the hostel person, the bad you're, person. Yeah, you're the I'm one the that gives hostels person. a bad name. <laughs> hey, this isn't over with. I might have to make you spend a night in a youth hostel. I can show you a picture. Oh, I'm not doing that. That's what you think. Right out, Dribble. And of course, tomorrow. Everybody will be turning their attention to the racetrack. 
before the race that stops the nation. And all the hacks always have to have a bet. Whether they bet throughout the year, they always do on the Melbourne Cup day. Yeah. So we need to turn to the professionals. Yeah. We need to bring in someone who understands the world of horse racing. We turn to a bloke who, the new show on Channel 7, Horses for Courses, Liesl Jones. It's wonderful. Host with Emma Freeman, another friend of this show, is going gangbusters. The one and only Jason Richardson. Richo, good afternoon. Absolutely brilliant to be with you. A dream come true. Though. When you were pumping me up, I was looking around thinking it was Bruce McAvaney. <laughs> Richo, this is the time of year. It is all your Christmases rolled into once. How good is Spring Racing Carnival? I'm standing by the magnificent Yarra River. If you squint, it does look blue, but we know it's brown. <laughs> um, and there is a real buzz in the air, isn't there, around this time of the year here in Melbourne. It's 27 degrees today. There's people walking around in shorts and T-shirts. I feel like a Queenslander. Well, that's awesome. that's a big talking point, Jace, this year for the Cup and all the marquees, etc. cetera, that, that the gentlemen's legs are on show this year. We're allowed to wear shorts. Yeah, well, with an asterisk. So the rules are you can wear tailored shorts. You can wear no socks with your loafer, but you must still wear a tie and a jacket. So you just picture that and just think about that little look and uh, not many men are going with that look. No. Gay Waterhouse no. was not a fan. She just no, poo-pooed she it straight away. She... she said, I am not on board with this ever, ever again. She thought it was shocking and uh, I think she summed it up perfectly. Exactly. All right, let's get to the horse racing. This is something you know so well. We've got the Melbourne Cup on tomorrow. Who do we like there? I mean, you can throw a blanket across Melbourne Cup usually because it's never the favourite that wins, but who do you like? I think that the Irish are going to be taking the Cup home and uh, I think they might even run one and two. Willie Mullins, this incredible trainer over from Ireland, and you go to his training facility, I'm lucky enough to, to be there, and he has this thick Sam where he trains all his horses in and he has a lot of jumpers as well. The one thing about all Willie's horses is they are so, so fit. Now, the favourite is a horse by the name of Vauban. He is owned by a character that is going to light up the screens. His name is Rich Richie, and I'm not making that up. (laughs) Rich Richie has his sunnies on. He has the prescription Ray-Bans on. He has the long blonde mullet. He'll have a top hat on and the brand-new white porcelain teeth. He is a classic. He owns Vauban, and I think that the Irish horse will win the Melbourne Cup and defeat his uh, stablemate in Absurd, which I'm sure there'll be a lot of punters just backing it just because of the name. It puts a smile on your face. So I think they're going to run one too, believe it or not. Okay, so okay, there's a predictor for the Quinella there, Richard. What about this story I'm reading about Damien Oliver, obviously one of the most storied jockeys in Australian horse racing, and he's he's hanging, what are the jockeys hang up? The boots, the, the reins? I don't know what they, they hang, hang up. up. The boots, the helmet, yeah. uh, they hang up the, uh, Bridal, the persuader, the bridal. and so, they <laughs> hang up the, the, the sitting in a sauna, and they hang up eating fresh air sandwiches. Well, he's, <laughs> so he's hanging up all those things after this spring carnival, and yet it looks as though his horse or his ride for tomorrow's race is in some doubt. Yeah, his name is Alan Kerr, and he's got a stone bruise. So that means he's basically stepped on a stone and a little bruise underneath his hoof. So at the moment, he's just walking around with a little bit of a limp going, ouch, ouch. Now, the beauty is they can put a lot of pulpus on it, etc., to try to bring that bruise out. But the vets keep looking at the horse to make sure that he is 100% okay to run because, unfortunately, they can't talk to us. They can't tell us how much it's hurting, and uh, by the time that they race, you've got to make sure that uh, the horse is feeling no pain at all. So they're trying to get that bruise out. Now, tomorrow morning, they will assess it. I just spoke to Damien Oliver and Oliver, and Ollie said that 
Look, he's more likely than unlikely, but it's never ideal. So oh. he's about a 60 to 1 chance, I reckon. A stone brew sounds like it would be really painful in your hoof. That wouldn't be very nice. Now, Richo, Vow and Declare is in the field, won it back in 2019. How hard is that for horses to stay in the field that long? I feel like they would have aged a lot in four years. Well, yeah, in horse years compared to human years, it's a little like you at your third Olympic Games. It takes a million <laughs> effort to win. You've got to be that bloody good. And Bow and Declare is no Liesl Jones, I can assure you. So, um, oh, I think with the Zimmer frame on, I think he's uh, going to be – I think he can run top ten, but it would surprise me if the old boy at eight years of age uh, is able – to win the Melbourne Cup. There's a new band of young and fresh horses that will knock him off, I think. Okay. Oh, and Okay, so for those people down there taking notes, Absurd is number seven, Vauban is number five, and Break Up, the roughy there from Jace Richardson, number four in your books. Jason Richardson, Channel 7 Zone, uh, Horses for Courses is the show. If you love your horse racing or you want to get into it, it is the show you should go and check out. Richo, we appreciate your time. You enjoy Christmas Day for yourself tomorrow at the Cup. I love your work, and hopefully uh, I'll get to catch up with you around the Magic Millions time up on the Gold Coast, up in Queensland around January time. That'd Thanks. be lovely. Drop Thanks, Richo. Love your work. I really need to dust off again one of the Triple M's shh list, if we could, please. You want the Triple M shit list? Yeah. Do, you re- do we still have it? Oh, no. Just give me a sec. Uh, I feel like it'd be long gone. We haven't done this in so long. How long still. do you reckon? A year? I'm literally going to have to blow dust off this. Okay, yeah. All right. Yeah. The Triple M Rush Hour list. I am filled with rage from off over the weekend. I went out to a lovely lunch yesterday. Mm-hmm. It was called Botalong, and it's in Gracefield, Sherwood area. Mm. It's lovely, beautiful tappers, and I caught up with a wonderful group of friends uh, from my swimming time. And it was so lovely, but it was completely interrupted the whole lunch by two dogs. Actually, one dog in particular and its owner. I'm going to unleash on both of them. Why not? (laughs) So two men came in and they sat down on a table not far from us. So there was a table in between, but they sat on the table across. The two dogs were on the ground. So there was one Dachshund and a a Spoodley thing. The Spoodle Mm. was lovely, beautiful dog. The Dachshund, on the other hand, I have never been so angry at a dog and its owner ever before, that the Dachshund for me has been the worst dog on my list. I cannot stand them. And their owners can be joined in with it as well. So the whole time, the whole lunch, this dog was barking, was lunging at people, was not a cafe dog, not appropriate for a restaurant at all was so disruptive and the owner could not get this dog under control. It was not appropriate to have it there. Anyway, what tipped me over the edge was a mother and her four-year-old son were walking past and this dog, Daxon, has lunged at the child, has barked and um, gone to bite the child. And the mother's pulled the child away and obviously very frightened by the dog and kept walking that um, the owner has said something and yelled something at the mother and son. She goes, my son is four. What do you want me to do? And he goes, oh, my dog is seven. What do you want me to do? And being (laughs) a real cup of attitude with it. And I thought, how dare you? That is so frightening for a child to have a Dachshund. I know they're small and I know their mouths are small. But to have a dog race at you and bark and go to bite you is terrifying. Clear that up for me. The Dachshund, and I've always thought it was pronounced Dachshund, so you're clearing that up for me. Dachshund. Dachshund. Are they they sausage dogs? So little sausage dogs. Right. Very cute. So popular. Everyone, you know, whoever has them, love them. They're very protective little dogs. All right. 
but far out this dog was aggressive and it was probably what bothered me the most was this owner had no control because it was Harriet, Harriet, sit down, Harriet, you know, like with the dog, I was like, mate, this is not working for you. Whatever you're doing, you've got no control. So is it all owners of Dachshunds that are going on the list? Why not? They're on the list. This Daxons. is all Daxons. You're on the list. It has been a long, long time since we've done this, and I'm I feel better sure, now, Lisa. Thank you. So you've, it makes you feel better when you get to vent. Let's let's share it with the Triple M family. One triple three five three. Do you want to put something on the shit list? Yeah. Give us a call. One triple three five three. Maybe you've been wanting to put something on this list for as long as we haven't been doing it, or maybe there's just something out of the weekend that you need to get off your chest. Mm. Right now, the new Triple M sh- list has Daxon owners Number on one. it. Number one, yep. We are, <laughs> we are prepared to submit other things to it as well. One triple three five three, taking submissions for the Triple M shit list. Next. Mitch in North McLean, good afternoon. Good day, how you going? Have you had a bit of a run-in with a Daxon? Oh, uh, the... Uh... People across the road from the house I was building in Sunnybank, uh, there was two dash hounds there, and they just they just did not stop barking. Oh, they all bark the all day. They could go all day. They will they bark. They could go all yep. day. Like we'd be working across the road, and the owner would get home, and they'd bark at her. Oh no! Kids would get home. They'd bark at them. Mitch, and then just, would, just any, anything. Would you say that it. they're the worst dogs? Absolutely. Oh, there you yeah. go. Mitch is on my yeah. side. Worst. Yeah, I'm on your side there, Lethal. <laughs> thank you, Mitch. Mitch, thank you for the call. Uh, Mav and Adelaide have both com- uh, called through wanting to put people on the Triple M shit list. Would, do you want to take a straw poll of the Triple M family to see what's the worst dog? Worst dog. <laughs> because That'd be great. Mitch is in your camp that Daxons are the worst dog. Yeah. I think Chihuahuas are the runaways. Oh, Chihuahuas. They are the, they're the worst dogs. Big dog, small body. That's they're, the problem. But they're not even a dog. They're closer <laughs> to a rat. They are, they're actually. They're such bad dogs. Yeah, all right. Let's rate dogs. One, tri- <laughs> <laughs> One triple three five three. What's the worst dog? Yep. Like, just because we got votes here for Dachshunds. Yeah. We got, I'm giving a very strong vote for Chihuahuas. Okay, two votes for Dachshunds, one, one for Chihuahuas. Chihuahuas. We'll take your calls next. One, triple, three, five, three. What do you think is the worst dog? And if you're a Dachshund owner, call up and defend your dog. Sure. Or a Chihuahua owner, because frankly, we think they're trash. <laughs> Anonymous, who do you think is the worst dog? Dash hands for sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Why sure. do you say that? Oh, well, we, yeah, we take them to the market, so we have them on the leash, and if you're not looking at them, they, they'd bite another person. Are you, so, hold on, you have Dachshunds? Oh, my ex-partner did, yeah. Oh. And, just the worst. And, and they, then, like, I think, yeah. They're very because, protective, aren't they? And because a lot of people pick them up because they're little, so then they've got this small dog conundrum because they're, like, get picked up all the time. Can I ask, yeah. Anonymous, uh, did you and the partner get the Dachshund together, or did the Dachshund come with the relationship? Come with the come with relationship. Yeah. And is probably... that is that the main reason you broke up? <laughs> yeah, they all yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, the dogs probably <laughs> drove you out anonymous because like they it. are they're a little bit brutal. Catherine Hope Island, what's the worst dog? A multi shit. <laughs> what? Beg your pardon, Dad. Wow, what is that? A Maltese cross shit too. Oh yeah. Surely I that's not what they're called. They... Oh, well, that's what I call them, so they must be called that. <laughs> Actually, I totally see that sometimes. They're the ones that always have, like, the tear stains, oh, you know. Yeah. Why, yeah. Are they, why are they the worst dog, Kath? They're ugly. <laughs> and and the, where I live, there's too many of them. <laughs> Actually, Hope Island, there yeah, would be a lot of would. them. Yeah, there would. You would have so many. 
There is. And we drive in the car and my husband goes, oh, God, there's another multi shit. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Kat. Oh, Dan from North Lakes, what's the worst dog? Uh, definitely chihuahuas. They're like a um, mutant rat with giant eyes. <laughs> Dan, and they're, what and are they're they? Always, then they always have a go at you, mate. I'm a tradie, and I go into houses, and they're dead set. They always have a go at you. They bark. They just they aggro. They're always aggro. Dirty little rat with giant eyes. <laughs> and they're very bulgy, aren't yeah. they? Bulgy yeah. eyes. We do love dogs, but some of them we can't stand. Mm-hmm. Stewie from Caboolture, what's the worst dog? We have got a combination of a dash hand and a chihuahua <gasps> together. Oh, Stewie. Stewie, what were you thinking? Oh, it's my wife's dog. They call him a Chewini is what they're called. They're Chewini. actually quite common. Yeah, oh. Chewini, but he's vicious and he barks at everyone. If you try and pick him up off the couch, he will try and bite you. We've got a red cattle dog as well. He tries to fight him all the time. Oh. And the red cattle dog just stands there and just cops it sweet and just waits till he's finished, you know. But he barks at all the wind, everything. Oh. I can't believe this. We we have Liesl here saying that Daxons are the worst. I'm here saying Twelves are the worst. You have told us you've got a cross between the two. Oh. Shui, what is your dog's name? Um, um, Sprocket, his name is. Well, I think we can safely de- declare Sprocket is the worst dog in Queensland. <laughs> My so, wife would be pleased to know that. We've got to send Stewie to Def Leppard or something. Yeah, actually, Stewie, congratulations for having the worst dog in Queensland. <laughs> We're rewarding we you. We are going to send you along to see uh, Def Leppard and Motley Crue. Oh, that's excellent. Hopefully I'm not wing- injured by a dog bite no, at the time. No, don't do that. <laughs> well done, Stu. Together for one unforgettable night, Motley Crue and Def Leppard are playing Brisbane Suncorp Stadium November 8th. Two icons on one stage. There are a few tickets still available from livenation.com.au. Shout out to Sprocket, officially Queensland's oh. worst dog. A Dachshund cross chihuahua. Oh, what what a combo. thinking? Yourself, Liam and Dobbo and your wife, Alana, mm-hmm. did Noosa try on the oh. weekend. I was anxiously checking all the results to see how you were going. Did you have a good time? Unbelievable. Yeah, I think it looks it is, great. I think it's one of the greatest uh, sporting weekends in yeah. Australia. I really do. The atmosphere, you, you do not meet grumpy people doing the triathlon. Even those people battling through it are still really getting something out of it because regardless of whether you've put in a heap of really solid training over six months, you've picked it up late notice, you're getting out there and the sense of achievement when you finish something like that is incredible. I know Dobbo will talk about it tomorrow when he's back, but to see his face and see the reaction of him completing this and all the hard work he's put in, uh, it is a wonderful weekend. I had a great time. Personally, I had my best ever race up there. I loved it. I may have brought the show into disrepute. You have a history of this. It was a bit of a legends race on the Saturday with yes, some... Yes, um, you with my mate Jess Shipper. Your a former Olympic teammate, Liesl Jones, yeah. Jess Shipper and I, along with uh, rugby league legend or, and wallaby legend Matt Rogers, formed a team in the celebrities race. You would have been a powerhouse. Yeah. We can't, I think we came about fifth. Oh, that'd be... Well, Shipper's a very... She loves Noosa Try and mm. she's a very good swimmer. Great swimmer. Matty Rogers, I don't know if he was... Um, look... Oh, he had a big night the night before at the surf club. Oh, he was your weak link, was he? <laughs> well, I think I was probably the weak link. Oh. Fair to say Matt uh, got creative with his writing. Oh. Yeah, Matt, as in, like, cut some corners. Oh. Uh, and, and then I might have done the same on okay, the run. that's okay. But we weren't embarrassed. and I just want, in the spirit of fun. I just want to give a new shout-out to uh, shout out to my new mate, Glenn McGrath, who I, um, oh, ooh, uh, Glenn McGrath. Who I uh, gave a little bum tap as I ran past him on the run. Did he like that? at 50 years of age, running's not Glenn McGrath's friend. Anymore. Oh, yeah, he's so. very tall, too. He's 
Yeah, yeah. He's so a tall. big man. Yeah, yeah. But lovely fella. Yeah. The thing I really want to talk about, though, as great as the whole weekend was and unbelievable as, as the whole experience was, I there is a one gentleman, and I and I know his name, but I won't name him because I I saw him do two things in this race on the weekend yesterday. Firstly, I saw him on the run leg. As I ran past him, he was walking. He'd basically given up on life, I think, Aww. in the race. He was tired. You can walk if you want. You can walk. There's yeah, no problem with yeah. walking, Lisa. But having your phone out and watching a <sighs> basketball game while you're completing the run leg. <laughs> Are you kidding? What game was it? <laughs> I was watching an NBA game. Oh, put it down. You'll be right. Watch the replay. Uh, gets worse, Lisa. Oh. Guess what he took into transition? Oh, I don't know what's helpful. Uh, this this would a was, sandwich. He took a vape. <laughs> oh, are you serious? A vape? Do you really need to vape that much in a transition? I think you're doing the wrong sport. <laughs> a vape. A vape. Wow, the struggle for nicotine is real. I, I mean, I don't think the Noosa guidelines specify that they say what's allowed and what's not allowed. I don't think there's anything to say that vaping isn't allowed. No. I think you'll see the rules updated next year because th- of this bloke. I think it's probably more frowned upon than anything. <laughs> wow, why do you so need that? Got in off the bike and went, right, shoes, hat, vape. Check. <laughs> Let's go. Ooh, bubble gum. My love. Over the weekend, I helped a friend. I got, heard the, the bat signal went out to go on Instagram. Would anyone like to help me take my barbecue from my balcony down to the curbside because it's curbside collection in my area? Right. Now, she's a fairly strong girl. I'm. We both go to the same gym, so we all lift. We're all pretty strong. So I thought, you know what? Why not? Not doing anything on Saturday afternoon. I'll pot her down. She's just around the corner, and I'll help her out to take her barbecue off the balcony down to curbside collection. Got there, didn't realise it was three flights of stairs. It was also a steel barbecue. So full, uh, like big burners, four burner Mm -hmm. barbecue with the sides on it. No No lift, no no nothing. No, very basic. And very tricky stairs as well, like those old school antique sort of stairs, you know, really (laughs) old brick uh, unit block. Very tricky. I said, you might want to start by taking the sides off so that we can get it down and then we're not going to hit the railings on the way round. So... We started that. Then it was so old that it had all the paint was coming off it, you know, when it's all probably lead yeah. paint, probably. It was all over my legs. Yeah. But we did. We managed to get it down and very awkwardly got it to the outside and then went to put it out. And I said, you know what? Don't worry about curbside collection because the minute you put a free sticker on it, someone will take it. It will be, I think, five minutes before someone before it goes. takes curbside collection. The, the thing about asking a friend to help you move that, Something like that is the you get to. I reckon you get about two minutes into the process yeah. when you start to feel bad because you realise how inconvenient and how oh, heavy this thing you've actually yeah, tried to do and is. And you start second guessing yourself as well that you go, oh, why did I sign up to this? Matt in Morayfield's called through. Good afternoon, Matt. Yeah, how are you guys? Good, mate. What's going on? Yeah, I just saw a story with you. I was um, searching through the roadside curb thing in Springfield and found a uh, 1984. Barbie Ferrari, and it was in pretty good nick. I grabbed it, and um, yeah, a guy came around and paid $150 for it. For a Barbie car? Yeah, the 1984 Mattel version, I think. Whoa! Mm. 1984 bar. You found this in curbside pickup, and you sold it for 150 bucks. Yeah, the old, like the Magnum PI model? Yeah, that sort of... No! Is this before the Barbie movie came out, or afterwards? 
Oh, this was, yeah, this was probably about a year, year or two ago. But, um, oh, what a shame because yeah. if it was after the Barbie movie, I reckon you could have asked for at least 300 for it. Matt, that oh, is. Yeah. Matt, yep. I, don't, yep. I don't mean to. Oh, no. I don't mean to sort of ruin your parade. Oh. I've just had a look on eBay. You know what? <laughs> oh, how much? Nineteen eighty nine Mattel Barbie Ferrari. Yeah. One thousand dollars. <gasps> oh, that'd be right. <laughs> oh Liam, you didn't have to tell Matt that. One thousand dollars, Matt. Well, Matt got it for free. At least you got a hundred dollars out of it. Nine hundred and fifty bucks on the table. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. oh well. <laughs> That's Liam. The PGA. Sorry. That just set off because Tomorrow's the Melbourne Cup. Right. Well, what I was going to say oh, right. was <laughs> the PGA is a wonderful day, but the Melbourne Cup is oh. equally as wonderful. Well, yeah, now you want it. <laughs> so good. It's one of my favourite days of the year. I do love Spring Racing Carnival, but I do love Melbourne Cup mm. particularly. Now, my mates are going to Eagle Farm Racecourse tomorrow. They've, it's George's birthday, actually, tomorrow. So happy birthday, happy Georgia, birthday, which falls on Melbourne Cup. And they're going to have a wonderful day. I would usually join them, I, big, but because we work here in the afternoon, I can't make it back here in time, so I won't be attending because my most favourite part of Melbourne Cup is all the people that are delightfully dressed. They are dressed to the nines, but they act like a one because <laughs> they are at all sorts of levels of disgrace and I'm a bit of a, a sympathy vomiter, so I don't like the vomit part, but when people just... You know, they keep a lid on it. They look stunning at the start of the day. Their hair's done and they've got fascinators and beautiful dresses and the men look equally dapper. And it just, you pull a thread and it all comes apart. Yeah. Yeah. It's about 11 o'clock, depending on when you start. Asking people to dress up to go to things like the races or, or a wedding or any sort of formal event, it's like putting a, a lid on a pot of boiling water. Eventually. It's going to bubble over yeah. and, and things are going to get messy. Yeah, because you, you a try as you must. Mm. You do look wonderful, but there's yeah. just only so much you can do. And I used to live over the road from Mooney Valley Racecourse in Melbourne and I used to love watching everyone coming out, and especially the women that would have fake tan and the rain would start and the fake tan would start dripping down the legs and they would leave a trail <laughs> of like fake tan down the street. So, But um, I think weddings are a wonderful one as well because there's a lot of joy and mm-hmm. candor and mm-hmm. everything and then... It just unravels a little. My my mate has been, he's had an incident where he's, as you put it, Lisa, dressed to the nines, behaving like a one. He was at a wedding, uh, so black tie wedding, so very formal, uh, ends up getting slapped by the wedding DJ. <laughs> Do that. Uh, he might have made an inappropriate comment. Oh, <laughs> but that'll, because the reco- DJ was the bride's brother. Oh, that'll do it. But also, uh, if you request horses too many times, that'll get you slapped as well. The, the other th- those those days of formal attire, these horse racing days, and as you say, it descends into madness. It descends into muck. And even awards ceremonies, like oh. especially if it's a black tie award ceremony, you know when there's, you know drinks on offer that people just let yep. loose. And it's good for the first part. They've had all their photos taken, but oh, the wheels fall off. One, triple, three, five, three. What, were, what was the dress code and how did it end? <laughs> were you dressed like a nine or you dressed to the nines behaving like a one? And maybe you're at a race day, maybe you're at a wedding or it's a an awards. I mean, we are in awards season as well for mm. a lot of different industries. Maybe you've, you, you're not used to dressing up like this and you've had to get frocked up 
in your best. Wearing a black tie gown with no shoes on. And next thing you know, yeah, exactly. You're stage diving into <laughs> amongst your mates. Uh, or, you know, the old classic of just throwing up all over yourself. Oh. One triple three five three. We want to know when you were dressed to the nines but you behaved like a one. Give us a call. Rush our triple M. Scott in Ipswich. Hello. How you doing, guys? How's your afternoon been? Oh, very well, thank you. You've been dressed to the nine but acted like a one? Well, I was. Um, my mate got married one time. We, I was in the bridal party. And we were walking, probably had to walk like 200 metres from where we parked the car, the reception to the church. Guys come out of the pub and start having, you know, punch on. Oh, what? Whoa. <laughs> that yeah. went south quickly. And what? So he's just got stuck into the whole bridal party? Yeah, well, it was him, a couple, him and a couple of mates were there a few years they thought they were big knobs and, yeah. Well, hold on. We got Scott. in trouble when we got to the, you know, got to the wedding because we had bloodstains on our shirts <gasps> and we tried to explain why and, yeah, so <sighs> they understood why once the, once the manager of the public walk past came up and said what had happened, so. Oh. Scott, were the, was, <laughs> did, was the fight pre or post photos? It was even before the wedding. <gasps> oh, my God. We it was walking, before the wedding. We were walking to the wedding. <laughs> I thought it was after the reception, oh before my the gosh, reception. God, that's unbelievable. <gasps> oh, terrible. Michelle and Eleonora, were you dressed in the nines but went to a one? I did. I was went to the uh, premiere of um, Sanctuary at Dracula's. Oh, yeah. Yeah, only date my husband's ever taken me on. Mind you, I wanted on this show, on the radio station. Hey. That's okay. Same thing. <laughs> so, you know, 12 years uh, too late for this date or 12 years overdue for this date. I'm mm. dressed to the nines, a couple of glasses of red wine later. We're up in the nosebleeds, yelping and screaming and cheering on the half-naked people flying through the air. <laughs> I got so raucous, the people, the lovely lady and gentleman in front of me actually got up and moved. <gasps> Michelle! <laughs> and oh. I do have a photo to, I did did get a photo to commemorate the experience too. <laughs> I love that you of, moved of them you, out. Of you being frog-marched out of Dracula's. The first ever person to be marched out of Dracula's for poor behaviour. Oh, that wasn't fog march, but the people in front of me to get a little air. We were just like, love, if you don't like it, you're not in the right show. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Michelle. you enjoying it. Yeah. Rochelle and Benora Point, were you dressed to the nine but behaved like a one? Oh, absolutely. I had way too much of Dr. Dan Medicine Man's prescription. <laughs> oh, yes. Mr. Dan Murphy. Yeah, it's my friend's birthday party, 60th birthday, and they'd uh, had their... Uh, Pride and Joy car for about three weeks. Anyway, they, I was well known for not being able to hold my drink very much, but, uh, you know, that didn't stop me. Um, anyway, had wobbly boot happened pretty quickly and they decided they'd drive me home and I uh, vomited outside the car, inside the car, down the door, oh. down the window, and they could never get the smell out, so they had to actually sell their car. Oh, Rochelle. So, yeah, I was pretty graceful. Oh. Twelve years later, they still throw it at me. Do they? At least you're still friends. They sold their car because oh. of your... Yeah, my vomit. <laughs> imagine, imagine how many car fresheners you would have to sell it and be like, a, don't mind the smell. That's a memorable spew. Isn't it? That's caused someone to sell a car. Also, if it goes in the car door, like down the window, you're screwed. Oh, like the, you can't get it Game out over. after that. Anna from Bribey Island, have you been dressed to the nines but behave like a one? Uh, I've done that more times than I care to remember, but <laughs> I love this is that. a story about someone else. Uh, my best mate's husband, uh, and let me preface this story by saying that no one got seriously injured. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> so my best friend's husband got himself into a wedding that he was in no way, shape or form invited to. Oh. Um, <laughs> 
yeah, the night progresses on. He has a few drinks, gets drunker and drunker, somehow ends up in the middle of the dance floor with a circle around him. And as his moves are getting wilder and wilder, builds up to the crescendo, does an enormous backflip and boots a little girl across the room into the crowd. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. I love it. You weren't even part into the wedding. (laughs) No one knows who this guy is. And he's on the dance floor booting children around the room. No Dobbo today. He is expected to be on back tomorrow. He is all good. We can't wait to hear the full story from him about his Noosa triathlon experience from over the weekend. Just need an extended nap from Noosa. He just needed a big old sleep. No. Uh, also, tomorrow we will be giving you another chance to win your way to the Fortinet PGA Championship that is happening at Royal Queensland at the end of the month. We've got four-day passes for you and a mate up for grabs. Now, Jones, about an hour ago, for those that missed it, you were sharing the story of helping a friend. She had a barbecue that had been on her balcony, third floor. I helped her down with the barbecue out for collection, Mm. hard rubbish collection, which is happening, I think, this week. We then got a call from Matt in Morayfield who told us a story about how how he found a 1984 Barbie Ferrari car in hard rubbish pickup and sold it for $150. Yeah. I broke the news to Matt that... I'm looking online on eBay, and you can now sell that exact thing for $1,000. Yeah, which was pre-Barbie movie, so if you held on to it, it'd be a whole lot more. I've disappeared, and that's got me down a rabbit hole. Okay. And I have stumbled across garagesaletrail.com.au <gasps> this weekend. It starts this weekend. You're joking. It, it's a thing. This is garage sales all over Australia, and they are celebrating it, and it is basically all about garage sales and promoting them throughout the country. I would love that because I I'm not, don't go to them all the time, but I do love when you find a cracker one and yeah. it's just got great stuff in it. So, look, I'm going to continue digging, great. but I think we need to do something with this. Yeah. I don't know what yet, but if we've got this incredible thing going on, the garage sale trail. Yeah. We got people like Matt who've got great stories about things they've found, but he doesn't really have an eye for its worth. No, you know, because he's no, undersold. No, it. that was that was funny. Yeah, uh, I feel like I've got a good eye for good stuff. You reckon you can yeah. pick the trash out of the, yes. or the treasure out of the trash? But yes, I think I could. Okay, yeah. Maybe there's a challenge in this for you, me, and Dobbo. Oh, okay. Look, we are competitive. Look, so we are very competitive between. The, look, we're gonna. Let's think on this. We'll sleep okay. on this tonight. All right. We'll come back with a better idea tomorrow. Garage sale trail. That's what it is. Mm. Mm. I like it. I sense an opportunity. All right, we'll continue let's, this tomorrow. Let's marinate on that and we'll circle back tomorrow. Let's double click on that tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Time for us to get out of here, Lisa Jones. Ciao for now. And on behalf of the missing great man, Dobbo, farewell, my neighbours. We'll see you tomorrow at 4 p.m. This is Triple M's Rush Hour with Lisa Jones, Liam and Dobbo.